It's Lost Curses today with another community spotlight. And today we're talking to Clint Thacker, who's the director over at Animal Service Center of the Mesilla Valley. And Clint, you get a hold of me because there's been quite a few changes that have been going on over at Animal Services lately. I'd say, yeah, we had one heck of a year in 2020. And with COVID, it's changed a little bit of how we do our adoption processes. Now, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I know it's been different for sure. There has been good and there has been bad. Uh, Some of the good things we've done is we're still able to meet the adoption process demands, but still still stay COVID safe. Which has been interesting with your guys' new building. Was it anything? I know that the way that the building was designed was already kind of for a flow in and out of the building. Did that help at all? Did it make things a little more complicated? It kind of made things a little more complicated because people really wanted to come and see what we have on hand in person. And we've changed that where they have to see what we have online on hand via the internet, via our, our webpage. That's interesting. And it's probably because I'm an internet nerd. I prefer the scrolling of the, wor- <laughs> of the webpage. It, it's easier. You don't have going on all around you or the smells that's true too although there is an experience about walking into animal services and meeting the love of your life so adoption fees have been increased as we moved into 2021 what kind of increase are we looking at well it's only only minimal once once i explain it so (laughs) (laughs) we did have a flat fee of a of 25 Mm dollars now we increased that up to 150 dollars and what we did is we increased it to 150 for an unsterilized animal. Okay. okay? So that if you want an unsterilized animal at that time, you pay the 150 and then the animal gets sterilized before it leaves. Okay. But if the animal is already sterilized, you get a $75 discount right off the top. So then your animal's only uh, the... What would that be? 75. It's Thank 75. You. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Math whiz over here. All right. So if it's, only, if it's already sterilized, it's 100. Uh, man. If it's already sterilized, it's $75. If the animal has been there longer than 90 days, then you get another $25 discount. So it comes out to be $50. So really, our, our, our adoption price is only increased by the $25. Because if you meet both those criteria, it gets you get all these discounts and cuts it down. Which was kind of what we already expected anyway. When we go to animal services, I think one of the expectations we have in general in the public is that the animal is going to be neutered before yes. we leave the building. That's usually something that we expect. They do expect certain vaccinations. And so putting that together, when you bring up the unsterilized animal, why is there a difference there? Well, you're exactly right. Thank you. We really wanted to push the already sterilized and been there long term because we want those guys to leave. If you adopted in the past, if you adopted out an animal before it was sterilized, you would be able to take it home, but then it would go into what's called a foster to adopt program. Mm -hmm. And then we call you and say, okay, come back now. Only 40% of the animals were being returned back for sterilization. Which turns around and makes another problem for our animal population Exactly. Here. Animal controls affected. Your neighbors are affected. Everybody's affected by that lack of commitment. We were even, we were charging people money initially to take the dog home. Kind of as like a down mm-hmm. payment to return. It, nothing was working. So we just said, we're going to stop. And make we're, it we're simple. Not, and, and incentivize, basically, is yeah. what's happened here is we're incentivized to actually make sure that our animals are okay before we take them home. Now, I've had a couple of situations with Animal Service Center in the Mesilla Valley in the past six months, actually. And now I um, and it's kind of a sad story, but I had a very old dog. She was like yes. 17, 18 years old. Never, ever, ever in those 17 or 18 years did she ever leave my yard. 
ever. And it was like it was her bucket list yeah. to get picked up and go to jail because she ended up at animal service. You guys took really good care of her. She was very sassy when she got back and thought she was very young and spry. And, <laughs> and she actually passed just a couple of weeks after that. So I wanted to oh. say thank you guys for giving her her bucket list a moment at that point. That is awesome. And then her companion I still have. I did adopt from you guys at the um, the downtown market one day. I was out there broadcasting. I met Luke. Luke came home with me and he got out one day when they were working on our backyard and ended up back with you guys for a little bit and he was not as happy about it (laughs) not as happy at all but you guys do a good job especially as far as contacting owners when they're on the microchip thank you and that's what people need to remember that microchips are only as good as the information that are on them so if you move you've got to update that information whether you call us and we can put it on ours or you call the actual chip company or you call the vet, whoever did it, any of those things will work, but you've got to keep that information updated. Okay, let's say I have a dog a couple of years old. Don't remember how they got microchipped, what information is on that microchip. What's the first step I need to take to find the correct way to update the information? You need to get the microchip scanned. I think the easiest thing to do, our software at the shelter has the capability of attaching the animal owner to the animal via the microchip. So you just can bring the, you can call us, make an appointment, We can scan the chip, and then we'll attach that chip to you and the owner and have your current information done. Perfect. Now, let's talk a little bit about 2020. So 2020 was a different kind of year for Animal Service. I mean, it was a different kind of year for all of us. But but Animal Service Center did have a a, a different kind of year. So let's talk about the year in review a little bit. Okay. We have usually around 10,000 animals come through the shelter. Wow. Yeah. For the last four years, it's hovered around that mark. In 2020, we had 6,200. So we improved. Yes and no. All right. (laughs) Explain to me the no portion of that. The no portion is we still had a lot of animals coming in and we limited. We told Animal Control, um, both county and city, only bring the animals that have to come. Mm -hmm. Only ones that are aggressive. Only ones that are injured. Only ones that are sick. Um, Then bring them to the center. All the others, we need to keep them out. And we did this because I had staff. That was one, worried about getting getting COVID. Mm-hmm. Two, we had staff that were getting COVID. And so bunches of people had to go on quarantine because they were um, exposed. It was a nightmare all the way around. And when you're low staff at the shelter having a high pet population, that doesn't exactly mix either. So it's not necessarily that we really improved as far as our pet population going into the shelter. It was just how COVID rolled out. So what are some of the goals as we move forward from that? Well, we had an amazing year, and I'm. It's going to be hard meeting any more goals. Like in uh, 2020, we had 35% of our uh, intake. I'm sorry, 35% of our outcome was rescues, and that means animals went out to rescue organizations throughout the United States. Now, that's the highest percentage we've ever had. We had our lowest euthanasia rate ever, uh, with just 16% wow. of our intake or out- outcome was euthanized. That's that's just over a thousand animals, and when you have you know 6,200 animals coming in, that is really good. Our live re- release rate was the highest. That's the number of animals that leave the center alive, and that was at 83.6%. That's amazing. It so- is, and our goal is 90%. Once you hit the 90%, then that's the no-kill mark in the industry. Because you're still going to have animals that need to be euthanized for sick or injured or aggression. Mm-hmm. So they say 90% is the, is the live release mark. So we're so close. So that's one of the goals as we move forward. The yes. other is to keep meeting those goals that we've met so far. That's right. And we want to build a new center. 
And that was in the Go Bond questionnaire uh, that passed, mm-hmm. that's been approved. We are so close to groundbreaking, and we're excited. So that's going to be completed, hopefully, in 2020, second quarter 2020. That would be amazing. Now, one of the questions I have is, what does that mean for the center that exists today? That's a great question. We are going to be turning that center into a high-capacity spay and neuter facility. Um, by estimations that we have, we're going to have to start euthanizing just in the first year, about 5,000 animals a year wow. just to start getting this population under control. Because with 10,000 animals coming in for a five-year trend, that shows that there is a large issue here with spay and neutering. And so we've got to start doing it. And it has to be offered at a low cost, right? Because if, if, if the public could afford it, they'd be doing it right now. So that means we're going to have to have grants. We're going to have to have money coming from the city, money coming from the county. Um, All these places are going to be, it's going to be hard to get money from them, but it's going to be beneficial in the long run. But it is something that we agreed on with the new Go Bond as it went moved forward, as votes were made, that the new center would come forward. So it's nice to know that the old center will be used to completely address one of the major issues that we have with our animal population. We recently did a story with Bark House, which is one of the rescues that you brought up. And it's funny because their um, director, Coco, used to be my neighbor back in the day. So it's been really amazing to see the difference and the growth that's happened as Bark House has come on forward. It's one of the many rescues that is here in southern New Mexico who step up. They have a tendency to fly animals out of Animal Service Center of the Mesilla Valley. They do to put together their own volunteers and you guys are still looking for volunteers too, especially as we move into spring and summer. You take volunteers over 13 and yeah. um, that's always a good summer job. we we would love to have individuals from 13 all the way up because you don't have to come to the center to volunteer you can stay home Uh, we have our our shelter i'm sorry our software is all internet based Mm -hmm. so we can get logins people are updating photos for us they're they're writing fun little things about animals uh descriptions I mean, anything, anything from crocheting blankets for the cats to, to little hoodies for, for uh, the, the cats to curl up in. So, I'm glad you bring that up. Because most of the time people think volunteering is just going and scooping poop, which honestly we all know we have to do it. But it's so much more than that. There is so much more that you can do, whether it's supporting on social media, whether it's yeah. helping to update the, with the website. And it's pretty easy to get a hold of you guys to find out more about those opportunities. How has the fostering program been going for you guys during... COVID. I'm curious yeah, we had there a big was that bump. whole bring home a dog and a cat to stay home with you all day. How'd that go? Uh, we had a big bump in our fostering. Uh, unfortunately, some of our fostering has died off now that you know the newness of staying home has, has come down. And also people returning to work. Uh, some of those animals are either getting adopted or they're being returned because people obviously aren't home. Yeah. We don't have a problem with that. Uh, but the foster program in whole is healthy. We're always looking for people to come. And you can you can foster any animal. It doesn't have to have a special case. You don't have to foster the pregnant ones or the sick ones or the injured ones. If you want a healthy dog and you want to foster it, then come on down and foster the animal. And if you do it more than 60 days, you get the adoption for free. There you go. So yeah. when you foster fail. Foster fail. <laughs> that's what it's called. Anything else we should cover with Animal Service Center as we move into the first part of 2021? You've got to spay and neuter your pets. That's the biggest one. <laughs> if spay you and neuter catch your pets. on to that in this conversation <laughs> yet, especially to talking about a lot of the numbers and the goals that we have moving forward. Because, and a lot of people think that Animal Service Center is kind of its own entity, but it's not. Let's talk a little bit about how it is a city and county kind of joint thing that happens, and you know more about that, so I'll let you explain it a little bit. What is Animal Service Center of the Mesilla Valley here? What is it? In 2008, the uh, Doniana County Humane Society said that they're no longer going to be doing 
animal services Mm -hmm. or the shelter. So the city and the county signed a joint powers agreement, also called the JPA, and that created the Animal Service Center in the Sea Valley. So our budgets are half city, half county, uh, they, and they share that responsibility. So I, I, we are our own entity in a way that, um, that I don't answer to one specific city or county. Yeah. Uh, we're run by a board of directors. Uh, three city council members, three commissioners are on that board, and I, we report to them every single month about what we're doing. Uh, so financially, the city is responsible for you know some of the hiring, uh, financial services. Uh, we get paid. Our insurance is through the city, um, and then the county can, you know gives us supporting staff as well when needed. So it's all in there. But it makes altogether. a lot of sense because you guys service the entire county and pretty much the entire southern New Mexico region. So. Yeah, we are the only in Doniana County. We are the only animal service center in the entire go. county. And it's easy to get information. ASCMV.org. Um, the phone number over there. Hey, oh, I almost gave my three eight two zero zero one eight. I've had to call this a couple 382 of times. Three eight two zero zero one eight. There you go. I have. I've had to call it a few times. It may even be programmed into my phone at this point. Animal Service Center of the Mesilla Valley. Of course, we're talking with Director Clint Thacker. It's all part of our Las Cruces Today, a community spotlight, and you can get more details again at ASCMV.org.